You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I was one of five who had never seen the dance call. And so it was a great dance call. And there was a girl there who actually helped me through it, which was really nice. Like she saw that I had trouble with one spot and she gave me like one tip, one or two tips. And it changed my audition. It changed my dance call. And I was like, this is so great. Like I was like, that that gave me hope for better and healthier and more positive audition rooms because rather than everybody's out to get each other, it's, we're all just coming out of this pandemic. We all want jobs, but we all also want to like celebrate the fact that this community is coming back to life. So let's celebrate each other. You know, we all rise when we lift each other. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial yet, go to the website builtforthestage.com and you'll be on your way to seven days working with your own fitness coach on an interactive app. Builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode. Special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right. Oh, we have one more thing. I do these intros live. They're not pre-recorded, so they're always different. But one more thing. We do have a performance slash rehearsal line uh, in our apparel coming out. So super stoked for that. We're leveling up here at Built for the Stage. Um, definitely we'll send out some of, uh, the gear to our, uh, guest and BFTS fam that I'm about to introduce my energy levels. It's Friday right now. We're recording this end of the work week, but I haven't had this much energy the entire seven days of grinding because I'm so excited for this lovely lady. Please welcome to the show, Olivia Valley. <laughs> Hi. How Hello. are you doing? Hello, greetings, Hi. salutations. <laughs> um, so you're you're in New York or Jersey? Where are you right now? I'm in Jersey. Jersey. Okay, so and it's Jersey thunderstorming like crazy, huh? Yeah, it's really crazy right now. We actually just lost power and then we got it back. If right. I don't know if anybody heard that, but that was the lightning and thunder. I actually thought that was you hitting your microphone, but no, that was thunder. Wow. Nope. I know. (laughs) That's Um, Jersey for you. That's Jersey for you. So we actually met doing your podcast with Fiona, right? Back. Yeah. uh, What's your backup plan podcast? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to jump into that first before we get into like all things uh, Pretty Woman and and maybe uh, <laughs> Jersey Boys or Wicked or stuff like that. But uh, tell us about the experience of 
uh, starting the podcast. This was, you started it during the pandemic, right? Yeah. So we started about a month after the pandemic. Okay. I just want you to like, tell us your experience and like, give the listeners an idea of like what it takes to start a podcast and maybe like uh, things you learned or funny stories or complications. Cause I think a lot of people are just like, Oh, you know, a podcast, you just talk to people, hit record and that's it. Uh, tell right, us about that. that a little bit. <laughs> well, it's definitely not that. So Fiona and I really wanted to come up with something to highlight how any type of creative person or a person who was creative and transitioned out of performing or stage managing or any of that, um, how they did that and how even if you do those things, it's not a backup plan. It's just another form of being an artist and the, you don't lose that. And so we really wanted to challenge the question, what's your backup plan now that this pandemic has happened? Because it's everybody's least favorite question. So we started to just talk to a bunch of people and really emphasize how no matter what choice and what path you take, it doesn't make it a backup plan and you don't need to have be you don't need to be a star on Broadway to need a backup plan. You know, mm -hmm. like th th I just think we, uh, Fiona and I think that there is this very unrealistic standard for performers when it comes to people expecting something out of them. And so if you don't make it big, you need to hustle and you need to do all these millions of different things. And if you didn't get the lead role on Broadway, you failed. And that couldn't be any further from the truth because success in every facet of life, but also in the arts, it's relative. Not everybody wants to be the star. Some people just want to be a dance captain and that's amazing. Some people just want to be in the ensemble and some people just want to work and they don't care what job it is. And there yeah. is no right or wrong answer. And so we, <laughs> figuring out how to do a podcast is bananas because <laughs> you can read all the articles you want. You can have all the great gear you want. And then there are all the minute details of like setting up the microphone, like for everybody that doesn't know, Joe and I just did a health test for our microphones because we are apparently doctors now for microphones. <laughs> like we have to see if the recording equipment is compatible with our computers. We have to see if we have good recording equipment to make sure that we can give clarity for our listeners. Um, and then also when you create a podcast, you don't want to ask the same, like, like you have like 200 episodes. Are you going to ask the same question? That's the thunder. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, you don't want to ask the same question every single time, every 200 episodes. Mm -hmm. um, so we tried to find ways to be creative and insightful and keep people entertained. And so there is so much more than just like, oh, every I'm just starting a podcast and everyone in the pandemic started a podcast. Like it, it's so much deeper than that. And it's so... <laughs> It's so much harder than that. And so I, I think it's time we put some respect on podcasters' names. Right, right. Let me tell you a little <laughs> story about me getting started. So you all did such a fabulous job. For me, it was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I heard of this um, app or platform called Anchor that does like a lot of the work for you. Mm -hmm. But I had no equipment. And what I was doing... <laughs> I would pull up the Anchor app on my phone and 
plug in these um, lapel mics that were like on a <laughs> on a splitter. So I'd yep. hook up the lapel mic, and then like my guest would be sitting just like a, a foot or two away with their lapel mic hooked up. And we're not in a st- studio. Like some of them were like streets of New York, homeless people yelling, car horns. <laughs> but, you know, like for everyone listening, I I hope you take this to the bank where it's like sometimes you just got to start, you know, you just got to start and then you you never know where it'll take you. So I'll just uh, leave that on our our podcast uh, conversation there. Um, I love it. Let's, let's move on to, uh, we're going to get to uh, Vivian with pretty one. We're going to get to, I promise, but there's so much I want to unwrap here because I think there's a lot of gold uh, to, to just unveil. You went to school at Montclair state, right? In New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey girl through and through. What you, what is it? The Eagles or something? The The Red the, Hawks. The Red Hawks. <laughs> I saw some I was doing my research and saw like some it looked like an eagle just because it was a statue and it had no color to it. So I was like, oh, is this okay, so the Red Hawks, excuse me. Did you know that okay, I'll I'll ask you. Who do you think the most famous actor is that went to Montclair State? Bruce Willis. Damn. Yep. Bruce I'm Willis. Sorry. That was it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I saw that. I was like, Oh, the who's who of alumni from Montclair state. There's good old diehard Bruce Willis right there. The, with uh, the, maybe the most controversial Christmas movie out there. Right. Still <laughs> being uh, debated to this day, whether it's a Christmas movie or not. Um, I love it. Let's, Let's get into your experience there, your time there. And because I went to Coastal Carolina, which is, uh, they're a growing program. They have a BFA down there in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but it was still like kind of grassroots when I started. And I had some other options, but financially, those options didn't really make sense for me at the time. So I kind of, you know, I didn't go to whatever, Michigan, CCM, blah, blah, blah. When you entered the city after Montclair State, uh, you know, did was that ever in your mind? Or you know, I have a, some coaching points I want to highlight here, so I, I want to see what you have to say. So my my journey into musical theater was pretty uh, pretty much a late bloomer story. I didn't know I wanted to get into musical theater until. I had to pick a college career my junior year of high school. (laughs) And so I was like, I like to sing and I like to act and I do the school musicals and plays feels right. And so I went, I went and auditioned only for Montclair state because it's a lot of money to travel, to pay the audition fee, to pay the entry fee, to pay for a hotel, a car and all the other things that are included with auditioning. It's, it's insane. And so I only auditioned for Montclair and I was like, if I don't get in, I'm just going to take classes in the city and I'm just going to, and then I'll re-audition the year after. And so I had at that point, no true vocal training, no true dance training and no true acting training. And So let's rewind here. So Junior year comes along and you're like, what should, oh, I like to sing mom, dad, I'd like to spend $80,000 on a career in musical theater. How's that sound? And mom and dad were just like, cool. Yep. 
that's kind of how my parents were too. <laughs> I, I had I had an audition coach um, for my college auditions, and they like asked her, um, "Hey, can Joe like really make a career of this?" And my audition coach said yes, and that was it. Like they're like, "All right, you know, go ahead and get into debt for the rest of your life with this musical theater degree. See you later. Bye." Yep. Just like, good luck. If this is what you want to do, then like, sure. But also, you know, try to make a living for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, no, please. I love okay, it. Okay. So you you had no formal training prior to it and you were just kind of, I guess, figuring it out once you got to the program. Oh, yeah. And like my there was like the big dance audition and everyone was wearing their beautiful black leotards with pink tights and the fancy uh, ballet bun. And I walked in with sweatpants and sneakers on and found out what a plie was the minute I started the audition. I literally looked at the people in front of me and just in uh did what they did. And I was like, <laughs> I hope this is right. <laughs> And so, and then I sang and I, I uh, did my acting monologues, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I found out two months later that I got in and I was one of 20 people that got in and it was the coolest, hardest, most intimidating experience of my academic life because you walk in freshman year and you have people who have studied this their entire life and they grew up on musical theater and they are already a triple threat and you're like why am i here why am i yeah. here i was like i know pop songs i didn't even know what carousel was <laughs> <laughs> So I was it was intimidating but luckily our class like it was a good group of people who were in the same boat as me. Um and then everybody else was like very supportive and very lovely and then going through this whole learning experience in college you learned luckily we had to take dance acting and voice. And so I learned pretty quickly how to do all of that thankfully and I also had wonderful um professors who helped along the way, which I'm really grateful for. And then I kept doing all the shows and I got more experience of doing shows. And then our senior showcase came along. And for your second semester of your senior year, you can opt out of doing the shows if you have the credits. Um, and I had enough show credits. So you need like three, I think, to graduate. And I had more than that, which I was very fortunate to have. And so I opted out of doing the shows because I wanted to focus on my senior showcase. I said, you know, it's great that I'm going to do the college shows, but if I want to think about the rest of my life, I need to think of take, I need to think about my senior showcase and take it seriously. And I found that when I didn't do the shows, I was able to focus on my senior showcase and really think about who I am and what I want to bring to the table. And I found for some other people who still handled it beautifully, but when they did the show and then worried about showcase as well, naturally they were a little more stressed. And so I was very glad that I made that choice for myself. And then right out of school, I signed with my agency and then I didn't work for a year. I was a wedding band singer, which was also the coolest experience ever. And now I know what I want for my wedding, um, <laughs> which is great. And then I booked Wicked. And that was my first professional job. 
Dang. Okay. So <laughs> your, your first professional gig after a year of, of not booking and being a wedding singer coming out of Montclair State, how did you keep your confidence up and just keep swinging um, per se as you would go into each audition? I just kept saying uh, my job is to make a great first impression because I think it's important not to think about booking the job, but booking the room. And so um, we had a podcast, we had a podcast guest on our podcast for backup plan, say you want to book the room. And that really stuck with me because he finally put into words how I've always felt. And so um, I just said, I want to make a great impression for these casting directors and for these music directors so they can go, maybe she's not right for this, but how about another project? Mm. And so even the, when I was discouraged and I felt very much like, wow, I had so many agent appointments, so many people had so much faith in me, and now I'm not working, it was easy to think, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. But I kept reminding myself that the right gig for me is coming. And it wasn't the jobs that were being presented to me. And the right jobs I was being called back for. And that's also a part of my job is having the callback. And after callbacks, at the end of the day, especially when it comes to final callbacks, it's not about you at that point. It's about if 12 people approve of you, general managers, producers, music directors, um, if you fit the look of the show, like do you fit your lead's height range? Do you fit vocally with the rest of the company? So there are a whole lot of other factors that have nothing to do with you at that point. Yeah, And so that's what really helped me push forward. And I also have a great support system. And I also think that is like essential. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, you book wicked, uh, the tour in the ensemble. You also understudied alphabet. Mm -hmm. Um, you then go on at some point in the mix of your career, you're, uh, in the off Broadway production of Jersey boys playing, uh, Mary Delgado, right? Yeah. And uh, I think it's hilarious that your last name is Valley spelled with an I and the show's <laughs> the show is about Frankie Valley and there's that whole part in there about like no you got to end your name in an I you're Italian and she's like whatever pizza cannoli spaghetti or whatever and <laughs> yep. uh, I see your name and I'm like no S H I T. No shit. There's Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Valley in Jersey boys. What'd you, you, you had to had some fun with that. Oh, I did. And that was a six year process in the making. So when I was in college, I was auditioning for Jersey boys on Broadway for Francine. Um, but the original company member stayed from the start till the end. And I love that for her. And I was like, <laughs> all right, just never worked out for me. And when I was on the road with Wicked, I still was auditioning for the off-Broadway production and for the tour. And it just never happened. And so auditioning for the off-Broadway production when I booked it was the first time I auditioned as Mary. Every other time I auditioned as my aunt. And the Jersey Boys Company made it very clear to me that we're not hiring you and you're not here because of your grandpa. You're here because you're actually talented. And that's a huge thing I, I like to emphasize on from my career is that I have a very cool grandpa. A lot of people know him. 
but his career and my career are completely independent and separate. And he <laughs> literally you know something just- that, I have to interrupt you. Do you want to know something yeah, yeah. hilarious that I have to admit to right now is that I, I did due diligence of um, researching for the episode and, and blah, 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 which I always do. But you're saying right now, Frankie Valley is your grandfather. Yeah. Is, is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> I did not know that at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just like, oh, Valley, there she is. She's She's got the same last name. There's there's uh, a Roscoe's Chicken. There's a Roscoe the Bedbug Dog. There's Roscoe Peak Old Train from Dukes of Hazard. There's tons of Roscoe's. So whatever, Valley, I'm not going to assume that you're actually related, but you are. Oh, yeah. snap. <laughs> Well, this is different. This is a whole different story right now. Right, right. And like so many people, because I just don't like bring it up every like when I joined Wicked, it took six months for people to be like, wait, that's he's really your grandpa. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just because like he's like quite literally like he's just my grandpa. Like he didn't even want me auditioning for musical theater school because he wanted me to be a pop singer. And when I told him my choice, he was like, I'm going to support you like the way a parent and a grandparent should. He's like, and he's like, and if anybody questions the legitimacy of your career, let your talent speak. And that has been my entire thing. Like you can say what you want and you can think what you want. It's not true because that's not how this business works. And I'm just going to let my talent and my hard, hard work speak. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love that in so many different capacities, career-wise, life-wise, sport, fitness, so many things. Let the work do the talking. I love that. Um, all right, we're not going to make a whole episode about you being the <laughs> granddaughter of uh, Frankie Valley. So uh, maybe I'll have you. <laughs> part two. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, yeah, exactly. We'll have you on for part two because I'm uh, a huge fan and yada, yada. But anyways, um, all right, the exciting part which all of it's been exciting, but the most recent exciting news (laughs) is you booking uh, the lead Vivian in uh, pretty woman, the musical uh, tour coming out. I'm so stoked for you. I'm so like excited to kind of, you know, you joining um, bill for the stage and getting to know you from the podcast and just like going through pandemic hell um, with you and, and the rest of us. Who would have thought, you know, (laughs) that right now you'd be sitting, you know, talking to me and having just finished a week of like a thousand fittings and all the other craziness that you've been doing. Like episode one of what's your backup plan? You're not thinking, oh, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be the lead in the national tour. (laughs) Right. Tell us, um, let's just start in the beginning of like, I guess your agent says, Hey, I'm submitting you for pretty woman. You have uh, sides or I don't know, a, a, a zoom audition who, who knows what's going on, I guess, during the pen. When did this all start? And I think there's like some, there's like a dramatic turn of events that it wasn't like, Oh, I'm auditioning for Vivian from like day one. Like tell, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. (laughs) So my agent calls and this is mid July 
And I'm seeing a lot of my friends like getting ready for this big audition and they're dressing like pretty woman. And I'm like, oh, pretty woman auditions must be happening. <laughs> so my agent calls and they're like, hey, we'd love to send you in for Kit DeLuca. And I was like, great. Sounds good to me. And I was reading over the sides and I was reading over the music and I was like, it's really good, but I just don't know if it's the right fit for me. Um, and so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to make the most of it. And I walk in. I, so I send in a tape first. I send in a self tape and they watch it and they like it a lot. And so they were like, we'd love to see her in person. And so this was my first in-person audition back. I had like four or five self tapes before then that just like nothing came of it, which is like, whatever, it's the audition world. Things happen. Everyone wants a job. And so sorry, I walk if in, you, sorry if you said this already, what month are we in right now? What, when, when is this? We are like at the tail end of August. No, no, not literally, not literally when this is happening. What month oh, are I'm we? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Oh no, we are just in, made, <laughs> the episode's already like amazing, so that just made it so much better. Um, thank you. Um it's mid-July when this happens, like the third, okay. like yeah, third week of July. Okay, so um, this is this wasn't too long ago. Okay. It wasn't too long ago. It was like the second or third week. So it was like a month and a half, a month ago. Math. Yeah. I don't know how to math. No, no, no. Um, you're, you're good. <laughs> and so I walk in, it's my first in-person audition back. Everyone's required to wear masks. Uh, the safety protocols are fabulous. It's not 864 million people in a room. It's quite literally like four. And so it was nice to have that like moment to like sit and breathe and think. And I went in and everybody's wearing their mask. And I, they have like a mask chair that you can like put your mask on. And <laughs> it's a really good time. So I did my audition and they were like, wow, that was really amazing. Thank you. And they told me to wait outside. And so for those who don't know, I am a strong mover. I, uh, that's, that's pretty much where that's at. Uh, I can't give a triple pirouette into a layout. That's, you know, I will leave that to the pros and cheer you all on. Um, so in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to dance. It's going to be so hard. I'm so scared. And the monitor comes out with a packet and they were like, hey, would you, can you come in for Vivian? on Friday and it was Wednesday when this happened and they were like, we think you would do a really good job with this. And at that point I was recording for a concept album on Friday. So I was like, I can't, but I can learn the material by tomorrow. <laughs> let the and work was, speak. <laughs> let the work speak. And so it was, two full sides and three full songs. And I had never seen pretty woman. I've never heard pretty woman. Like I went in blind to this. Okay. <laughs> and so in 12 hours, I memorized and learned the entire packet. Because memorized. memorized. Like I went in and like, I held the paper just in case. Cause I was terrified. Um, but I had it completely memorized. It was like a safety blanket. And it was like, why was I even holding this? 
Like, but that's also Who, just how my brain works. Like, I can memorize the, uh, things. Is is full out Jerry Mitchell in the room? At this point, yes, he is. <laughs> he would, if which I'm sure he noticed that this girl. You came in on a Wednesday, right? Initially, mm-hmm. in one day, comes back just like <laughs> bing, bang, boom, like hashtag full out to its fullest (laughs) yeah like really all right amazing okay so you're in the room you got your papers but you don't need them you're doing two sides and three songs okay keep going loving it and what i liked what i liked about the room and about the team especially which was very telling was that they thanked me for learning it so quickly and in a lot of audition rooms where i've had to learn like four sides and three songs in 12 hours they don't thank you and it's a lot. And so just to be like recognized like that was really wonderful. And to have my work acknowledged like that was also like, oh, I, I like this room because when I audition, I also like to audition the room as well. I want to see like what I might be working with. I think it's important to be aware of that. And so Jerry Mitchell was like, you are sensational. He was like, when you come back tomorrow, early he's like because i know you have to record um he was like be ready to dance and just get a little more solidified with the music he's like you already are he's like but don't hold the paper and i was like oh yay um (laughs) and he was like and get ready for tomorrow and so i went home and i just had the time to let the scenes like marinate and the songs marinate because at that point I was like, all right, now I can like really act, not like 50% act, 50% figure out how I'm going to sing this and how I'm going to be able to like memorize all the words. So mm-hmm. I tested myself again and I memorized everything, which was good. And I just really prepared for the next day. And I woke up at 730 in the morning, warmed my body up, warmed my voice up and walked in at 10 a.m. to dance. And I had never learned this dance call before. And I was one of five who had never seen the dance call. And so it was a great dance call. And there was a girl there who actually helped me through it, which was really nice. Like she saw that I had trouble with one spot and she gave me like one tip, one or two tips. And it changed my audition. It changed my dance call. And I was like, this is so great. Like I was like that, that gave me hope for better and healthier and more positive audition rooms because rather than everybody's out to get each other, it's we're all just coming out of this pandemic. We all want jobs, but we all also want to like celebrate the fact that this community is coming back to life. So let's celebrate each other. You know, we all rise when we lift each other. And it's hard in the audition room because obviously coming out of a pandemic and coming out of this really tragic time that, you know, we're still navigating through, it was just really, really insightful and really hopeful. And so after that dance call, they're still dancing and I get pulled out to sing with the music supervisor and the writer of the score. Like I was losing my mind and they gave me one or two notes and they really liked what I was doing. And then I went back to dance and this time I was partnering to tango and I can tell you I've tangoed zero times in my entire life. (laughs) I actually took a tango class, um, like a 
semester of it. It's very fun. What? Le- let's hear your experience. Tell us how it went. <laughs> Luckily, I had a, a partner that was so wonderful, so kind, so helpful. And like Jerry was in the room um, and it was it was really just lovely and wonderful. And I was terrified, but they were like looking to see if I could move rather to see if I could like do the dance. Mm -hmm. So that happened and I survived and they were happy with it. And I went to go get changed into like my Vivian audition outfit and in front of the entire team. And it was being recorded for the producers and the general management team. Um, I did all the scenes and all of the songs and I left and I've never slept harder in my entire life. And I thought I would, I, for Jersey boys, I had a four hour callback and that was easier than this. And I keep saying like, if I can make it through the Jersey boys callback, I can make it through anything. And now I'm like, if I can make it through a pretty woman callback, I can make it through anything. (laughs) And it was like a cool little celebration moment. And it was really nice to celebrate myself because I feel like we should, especially coming out of this, but even just in regular circumstances, we should just celebrate ourselves anyway. I, I said, even if I don't get this job, I'm just so proud of how far I made it. And I am so proud that I, this was my first audition in person back and they liked me that much. And if it's not this, then it's going to be the next big thing. And I'm just so excited to be back and grateful to be auditioning. Mm. And a week later, I got the call that I was going to be Vivian and (laughs) I just cried. I just broke down and cried. Like my agent was like, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you like absorb this and cry. And then I'll call you back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so funny. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, he's like, cry. He's like, I'm just going to tell you the important stuff a little later. He's like, go feel your feelings. I was like, okay. (laughs) I'm just, (laughs) I'm just going to let you go. I'll call you back. We'll try this again, but congratulations. We'll do a take two. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So congratulations. Congrats on like, uh, living by your mantra of letting your, your work, uh, do the talking because you came in, not even auditioning for the role, but you obviously, uh, you even said the role that you're going in for. What's the character's name again? Sorry. Uh, Kit DeLuca. Kit. So you come in for Kit. You're like, "Uh, I don't, I don't know, but like, I'm going to just whatever, put my best foot forward. And then boom, it leads to them seeing, uh, something in you that they had no idea. And then here you are uh, booking the role of Vivian. So amazing. I hope everyone listening got a lot of gold there because there was plenty. Um, you're also going to be starring opposite of uh, good old Roger uh, Adam Pascal. What do you think about that? Uh, when I when I heard that, I was like, no way. <laughs> no way. And I just thought like to be compared to be co-stars with somebody of that caliber of talent and somebody who is quite literally for a lot of men, the blueprint of rock singing in musical theater Uh is like the coolest thing ever. And he invited me to his uh, 54 below concert so that I could meet him. And I was just so impressed by his level of authenticity and, his 
willingness to already be so open to somebody who has experience in this field, but not as a full-time principal eight times a week. Like he could have just been like, oh, you know, whatever. I'll see her when I see her in rehearsals or for the photo shoot. Cause we had a photo shoot. Um, and he just, he said, no, I'm, I took the Liberty. Uh, Cause one of our general managers was like, we'd like you two to meet. And Adam was like, I took the liberty to do it already. And I just thought that was really impressive and a really, really cool thing to do. And I know for me and throughout my career, that's something I plan to do now because I'll never forget how that made me feel and how that made me feel so respected as a person and not just a performer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one summer at Main State Music Theater back in the day when I wasn't so old, this uh, performer, David Hess, who was like, just a seasoned vet um, on Broadway and whatever regionally. And he invited like the younger uh, cast members out to like a lunch. Like this was like his thing. Like he would always do that because he wanted to like get to know you and just encourage you. And yeah, it's to what you're saying. It, it goes such a, you know, a long way and you don't realize how much it impacts uh, individuals. Yeah. It, it so. really does go to show how our actions influence others and especially like younger generations like good and bad you know it really it really does go to show that yeah yeah absolutely um <laughs> yeah i'm just reminiscing with adam thinking about listening to him in middle school like to my uh, aida cd and all those things yeah. so. <laughs> no but sam i was like watching the movie and then the musical and then all wow i was like losing my mind it was yeah, so yeah. cool all right. So as we wrap up this uh, episode, what has your quote unquote onboarding process looked like so far? It seems like they just have you, you, you've hit the ground running. You're going from one thing to the next. What all have you done so far in preparation for this? Um, a lot of your workouts. <laughs> ah. I'll, I'll definitely a lot of that because Vivian does not lead, leave the stage. And there is a certain level of... Um, endurance that she has to have but also strength she wears five inch platform boots for most of act one like that takes a lot of full body strength and so it's mm -hmm. a lot of preparing my my physical body um i've been studying with my voice teacher with the music um and also will van dyke who wrote the music for the show we've already had rehearsals just to get everything solidified um, it's photo shoots, it's meetings, it's so many emails, it's fittings, it's now contracts and the legitimacy of it all and, um, figuring out like taxes and flights and preparing for a life on tour again. So it's yeah. like my humidifiers and my supplements and like my resistance bands for the road and my weighted jump rope and PT mm -hmm. and thinking mm -hmm. about, ways to make travel easier for my body and trying so hard to mentally prepare for something I've never done before, which is be a principal, launch a first national tour <laughs> and build a show because mm -hmm. from the jump, I have been just put into a show and now I'm with an entire group of people and we're all just, we all have like hammers and saws and nails and we're just going to build this thing bit by bit. So it's also walking in with gratitude, but also 
a, um, a very conscious energy of this is my job. It's time to go to work. Yeah. And yeah, maintaining a level of professionalism because now that I'm a lead, whether I like it or not, I have to be mindful of the things I say and the things I do because it does trickle down. And yeah. um, my favorite saying in regards to that is heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yep. Uh, just basically saying, you know, if you want to be at the top, there's a lot of responsibility and pressure and added response or weight, I guess, on your shoulders um, that you have to endure for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm ready for it, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for it too. And I'm, I'm excited to see how I figure it out and navigate it. And I, I, I'm just, I'm just so pumped. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know you're ready. You sound ready. You, you definitely are. And, and speaking of getting ready, I did see pretty woman on Broadway, um, with fam, uh, Tommy Bracco, Chris Rice and the heels. I do remember the red, like, they're, are they, are they red? Maybe I'm like mixing this up with kinky boots, but I think they're red still. No, maybe they're black. You would know. Oh, they're black. They're yeah, black. they're black. And you have like that denim jumper, like the shorts on, right? I think it's, it's denim, like, like an overalls like a, thing. No, it's like a skirt connected to a shirt oh, with like a little yeah. ring. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. <laughs> maybe now, maybe now I'm mixing up Pretty Woman, the movie where Julia Roberts might have on some type of over. I don't know, whatever. Anyways, we got to get your posterior chain, your low back, everything ready for those heels for sure. And I definitely yep. want to add on um, our flow yoga program because sitting in the car or the bus or wherever you're going to be traveling, you know, I think that's going to do. Uh, that's going to pay amazing dividends because. I just got back on that train, the the flow train um, that we provide. And I'm like, why did I step away from this? Like, I feel <laughs> amazing. And it's only I like- I feel great. Yeah. And it's only like eight to 12 minutes. And I'm like, Joe, like, come on, stick with this. Come on. So uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, we definitely need to start- uh, getting on that. So I'm going to, I'm going to write a note right now to edit your programming, uh, for next week. So, uh, That's thank you. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am like, y'all can't see me right now, but in my voice, I, I hope you hear like just how genuinely excited and thrilled I am for you. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be a part of this and a part of the built for the stage fam and to be on the podcast and just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so excited. Thank yes. you. <laughs> yeah. Our pleasure. All right, everyone. That was Olivia Valley, uh, who I guess now I know is the granddaughter of Frankie Valley. Surprise. <laughs> um, Surprise. Learn something new every day, I guess. But uh, if you want to follow along with her journey, make sure you uh, check out her Instagram. Um, it's in the description of this episode. Uh, just give that a click. Uh, make sure to follow. And uh, yeah, just see how her just fun, unimaginable experience is going to be as the lead in Pretty Woman. So super excited <laughs> for her. Uh, thanks again for listening to Bill for the Stage podcast. If you like it, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. It would be greatly appreciated. Joe Roscoe here signing off.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 